Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,861. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in beautiful South Lake, Texas, with a very special guest by the name of Stephen Selzler. Stephen, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I'm releasing the clutch, Mark. Thanks for having me. We'll do a burnout here. Now, before I introduce you and we talk about what you're doing with your life, would you share one little thing that most people maybe don't know about you? Yeah, I uh, I am... Uh, despite uh, most people knowing the automotive art side of me, I am a uh, proficient and uh, classically trained musician as a percussionist and drummer, as a session drummer that has toured and uh, has been a recording artist. Um, you wouldn't know any of my stuff, but that's the other side of my right brain. Rock on, Garth. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty neat. Rock on. Artists, uh, artists and musicians. Well, they kind of go hand in hand if you think about it. Let me give you a proper introduction and we're going to dive into your world. Steven Selzler is a fine artist and designer with a focus on automotive subjects and culture. He serves both private collectors and automotive partners, including dealers, OEMs, and Concours events. Raised as an aspiring automotive designer, Stephen has spent the past decade as a practicing graphic designer and brand strategist, serving various luxury and aspirational brands across North America. Stephen's influences come from a small variety of particular artists and designers from the American mid-century pop and postmodern movements, to make up his very stylistic repertoire. Notable influences include the likes of Andy Warhol, Jeff Koons, Keith Haring, Norman Rockwell, Art Fitzpatrick, Frank Lloyd Wright, Anselm Akifer, Sid Mead, and the graphic designer Saul Bass. We'll be back in just a minute to learn more about Stephen and his artwork, but first a word from our valued sponsors. So give him a listen, and we'll be right back. Summer is here, and that means long, hot days. Oh, boy. Covercraft's UVS custom sunscreens are quality-made and are incredibly fast and easy to use. Your UVS sunscreen is custom-tailored for your vehicle, and their accordion design ensures easy storage. Not only do they protect your dash and interior for maximum protection while parking in the sun, sunscreens keep your vehicle's interior significantly cooler. They are durable. They're dependable for years of use. I have one for all my vehicles. Every time I park my car, my Covercraft sunscreen goes up in the window. You can choose from a variety of colors, including the original, Premier Series, and Carhartt designs. Your sunscreen is manufactured with the quality and attention to detail that's been the standard for Covercraft since 1965. And they make a really great gift as well. Get your summer deal today. Use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21, at Covercraft.com, and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Use the code yeah 21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Last year, I changed my collector car coverage to American Collectors Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my Orange Crush. But did you know they also insure your valuable collections of automobilia and other collectibles 
If you're like me, you've invested in a lot of cool collectibles over the years. Those items are valuable. And if you were to lose them in a theft or a fire, well, try to get your normal homeowner's insurance to pay you what they're worth. Good luck with that. American Collectors Insurance provides you with assurance and confidence that your collectibles are fully covered. They insure a lot of items, including automobilia, wine, baseball cards, books, figurines, die-cast models, model trains, glassware, sports memorabilia, toys, and a whole lot more. American Collectors Insurance, they've been protecting us enthusiasts since 1976. They provide you with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a long history of taking care of their clients. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Rains here at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. All right, Stephen, so we're back. So I want to dive a little deeper into your career. Now, I learned about you through Instagram. I found you on Instagram and I went, oh my gosh, this guy's art is so cool. Not only is it cars, but your style, your element. And when I rattled off that list of incredibly successful artists, I went, okay, I can see how these guys influence having a background in art and graphics myself. So let's talk a little bit about where you've come from, how you've evolved your career and uh, what you're doing today with this incredibly beautiful artwork you're creating. So Stephen, uh, put your paintbrush down and grab the wheel. Yeah. So I originally wanted to get into automotive art, not as an artist, but as a designer, really, I, uh, I had ever since being a kid wanted to uh, be a, a car and uh, as my career had uh, you know blossomed from you know being a childhood with childhood dreams and fascinations about doing stuff i uh, ended up transitioning to a uh, a graphic designer role so that's where my background in branding and advertising and marketing came in i had made a decision earlier in life to go that path if only it was more of a, a pragmatic path just at the time. So during the 2008 financial crisis uh, would have been the time when I would have graduated college if I ended up going to one of the places that I uh, had selected uh, on my shortlist, which was uh, during that time the College for Creative Studies in Detroit. And of course, they are a gigantic feeder school for the big three and other automotive design outfits throughout the whole world. Uh, I, I would have loved to do that, but something told me, okay, I, I need to be, a, something is just itching at me to, at the very least, be a little more pragmatic with this, even though this is a childhood dream. So I ended up uh, going somewhere else on the East Coast for graphic design. And naturally, at the end of the uh, my tenure during school was the 2008 through 2010 financial crisis, which, of course, created huge hiring freezes and uh, just general calamity within the automotive world. If I had gone that path, I would have I would have been without a job. I would have been saddled with debt that I couldn't necessarily exercise within that uh, within that repertoire. And 
I, I'm just so thankful for answering that that tickle at the back of my brain to say, okay, go do something that you could do anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I ended up practicing as a brand strategist and graphic designer for advertising partners. And interestingly, that that was within the, the medical space, which is way different than what I'm doing right now. But. Yeah, a little bit. So I did that for about 10 years and I said, you know, I I really want to dip my toe back into automotive in one way or another. Obviously, I'm not on that career path to go that way as a as a industrial designer, as a transportation designer. But uh, I come from a fine art background. I I have been drawing cars since being a kid, uh, in addition to other stuff. And I just started doing things digitally on, on an iPad, but also in my garage studio space uh, with actual paint and uh, brushes and ink and all what have you. Some of that work with other collectors, other enthusiasts, and other places that said, uh, hey, uh, I am a representative of a uh, luxury OEM or a, uh, a dealer network that's local, and we want to talk to you about maybe uh, co-opting some of your work as creative collateral for our own advertising uh, uh, interests. So that's where uh, things are starting to come around full circle, and I've been doing this uh, up to this point for about three years now to where I'm, I'm not doing what I used to do 10 years ago. You've evolved. Yes. Uh, such as, such as life. Well, it's cool. How would you describe since we're a audio format here on podcasting your style? Because it's very, very unique. It's very exacting. I, I love it because it's a, in me, it's a very free form yet controlled way to uh, demonstrate a vehicle so you know the kind of car you're talking about but there's all these other pieces to it and elements to it that add this wonderful complexity and interest and movement and all this how would you describe your art and then of course we'll put a link to your website your instagram page so people listening can go find you and look at the the beautiful things you create yeah, well, I mean, thank you for the, the the kind feedback just from you alone. But so a little bit more background about me. I, I come from a family of my stepfather is an architect and my mother is a interior designer. So you have this left brain engineering mind that had poured into me as uh, as a kid through being an adolescent young adult and now a uh, you know a, a man with a child of his own that I just remember all the schematics and elevation drawings uh, of my stepfather Kurt uh, lining our hallways and just uh, you know there, there's a little bit of line work that goes with that that is very architectural in nature combined with my mother's very very, uh, you know, feeling oriented color palettes and swatches and strike offs and everything that, you know, tends to fill in those gaps uh, that tend to be, uh, you know, if you're looking at architecture, it's a very black and white or can be. But then the other side of that is the, you know, the yin and the yang, so to speak. You see a lot of that in my work because I will I will leave a lot of those drafts person line work uh, within uh, the the final rendition of my art to where, yes, it, it, it 
celebrates and commemorates the the element of these cars that are engineered, that are exacting, that are methodically and mathematically put together as, you know, that's a work of art in and of itself. But then there's a a whole other element to it within the color and the and the palette and the the texture and the shading and and uh, things like that that give it movement that give it uh, vibrancy that again is this uh, left brain right brain collision that that happens so uh, you you can combine you know any of the greats like uh, Art Fitzpatrick from the from the 60s and 70s and and his automotive illustrations used for advertising mm-hmm. or even like Sid Mead to where yeah you you get quite a bit of that you know strong color palette that you know just shows depth and color and and uh, the, all that good stuff combined with the exacting nature of say like a Frank Lloyd Wright uh, rendering of falling water or uh, various other uh, works that he's done. So uh, that would be the best way that I would attempt to concisely put it together to where <laughs> you have this uh, combination of architectural uh, elements to it combined with uh, something that just has to portray movement through color. Well, that makes sense. So while I, I like it, having a father who was an architect and exposed me to architecture and to fine art, yeah. uh, now I kind of see how those things all mended together mentors in your life uh, your mo- your your family you just mentioned were those the key mentors and influencers in your life to go down this path of being creative and becoming a fine artist uh, they, they are huge mentors in my life for that and they they are very direct ones us kids and i, I grew up in a family of just two of us kids uh, uh, my sister and myself my sister and i are very much different but my my parents had poured equal amounts of encouragement and uh, love into uh, us kids if you were going to advise other people to take a route of creativity and specifically fine art, because it's a very challenging field to make a living in, uh, no doubt. And you have to find your niche, you have to find your audience and so forth. How would you advise uh, other young people, let's say, that want to kind of follow in your footsteps, I guess I could say, in in a way? Yeah. So whether it's my footsteps or, say, someone else that they look up to, a big and really important line of advice that I would give them is just exercise patience. Mm. It can be a, a tough place to to make a living, but in this day and age of Instagram and uh, just instant recognizability and spread of uh, not only your own creative materials, but you know name recognition and just what a time to be alive to where the notion or the idea of the quote unquote starving artist is becoming a myth almost. Uh, people can make a decent living for themselves uh, exclusively off the internet. I mean, you you read anything from Tim Ferriss to you know the, the biographies of any of the the tech giants. A lot of them came from you know, nothing and struggling to figure out how to make an idea work. And it, it was just put your shoulder to the wheel and grind it out. And the, the people who end up getting, you know, uh, they get themselves left behind are the ones who give up uh, after a short amount of time. And I would say the delta between the people who, you know, crash through those quitting points and, uh, they they continue making art in this instance as as a uh, for a living 
versus the people who quit pretty early. I mean, there's a really, really wide delta there. Yeah. If you can push through those quitting points early and get around people who can encourage you, but also give you pragmatic advice to say, okay, maybe don't uh, quit your day job if you're still <laughs> learning the, yeah. the, the craft or at the very least the business of selling art. Again, there, there's many, many different ways at the very least to make yourself float, uh, especially in this economy right now to where, you know, there's, there's a variety of different ways to at the very least survive. But again, that, that starving artist mentality, I, I, I think people need to, to do away with that because it, it, it can happen. It can happen fairly easily. You just need to get around the right people. Yeah. You show me your friends and I will show you your future. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mom was always right. Pick your friends carefully. Let's take a short break. We come back. I want to talk a bit about a challenge since we're kind of on that track. So keep the seatbelts on and we'll be right back. What began as a charitable car show has grown into the world's greatest collector car auctions, raising over $133 million for charitable organizations to date. For nearly 50 years, automotive enthusiasts from all over the world have enjoyed the Barrett-Jackson Collector Car Auctions, and I'm a huge fan. Regarded as the barometer of the collector car industry, their auctions are world-class lifestyle events where thousands of the world's most sought-after unique and valuable automobiles cross the block in front of a global audience, in person, on TV, or streamed online. Barrett-Jackson produces the world's greatest collector car auctions in Scottsdale, Arizona, Palm Beach, Florida, Las Vegas, Nevada, and new for 2021, Houston, Texas. The excitement of Barrett-Jackson auctions is contagious, and a unique experience is not to be missed. And be sure to visit BarrettJackson.com today. Barrett-Jackson, the world's greatest collector car auctions. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe, and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. So let's talk about it. We were discussing, you know, how to overcome those obstacles and challenges. I want you to share a big challenge that you faced and how you overcame that and how that lesson learned was a positive for you when you look back on it. So take us on a bit of a bumpy ride. I'd say in the life of an artist, a lot of the the Leviathan challenges that a man or a woman will face in their career is going to be internal. Uh, it's going to be emotional because we, we tend to pour ourselves onto, you know, the canvas or to the drawing pad or onto the stylus. And there's a lot of, you know, feelings that go along with that. And one of those, you know, those feelings you will get a lot of the time is loneliness, especially if you're doing that on your own, or if you're doing this practice of 
art as a, not as a hobby, but as a living. A lot of artists tend to do things alone. It's just our nature. It, it, and there's many ways getting around that. But I think a, a challenge that I had early on in this when I went on on my own to create a, an, an advertising agency, if you will, startup that served a certain segment of uh, say medical marketing, uh, for instance, but is also just as applicable to when I transitioned into uh, you know selling my services as a fine artist. That world gets really small, real fast, and once again, you're you are really setting yourself up for failure. I was setting myself up for failure by getting into this mindset of I can do everything on my own. I don't have to ask for help for anything. And that will often get people to a place where they feel like once again, giving up and there's these quitting points that you just cannot crash through. So a a particular time where, where I did do that is uh, when I finally asked for help in, in the effort to, market my work i felt like i you know coming from an advertising background and and uh being able to do those things with some autonomy that i could kind of handle it on my own but a lot of artists are way too close to their own problems or way too close to their own work they they get emotionally attached to a certain way of doing things so i had uh, contracted with a, a a family friend who's a career advisor, if you will, kind of a life coach. And some of that feels like pseudoscience in the moment, or uh, it just feels like talk therapy. But talking through some of that stuff and uh, bouncing ideas and some of those inner struggles off of another person who is objective about uh, what you're feeling at the time and can translate that into action items. I mean, you talk about something that is a life changer in, in a moment like that, especially when it's someone that is a confidant and you you know well enough to to share some of those inner struggles with. So it sounds like to me we're going back to surrounding yourself with the right people. And the, the value bomb you dropped for me there is is seek out some help, find some help, especially experts in the field that you're into who can help guide and direct you and and give you some value so that you know you're going in the right path and you don't wander off down the wrong path or get too consumed with your own inner thoughts, if you will, especially when it comes to artists, because they certainly can do that. I want to talk about a special vehicle in your life because you paint some really cool vehicles, lots of very popular vehicles, sports cars, all different kinds of brands and marks and things that expel excitement and so forth. Is there a special vehicle when you look back in your life that stands out for you? My grandfather left me his 1993 Mazda B2200 pickup. Uh, It was gray over gray, extended cab with jump seats in the back and a five speed on the floor. Not only was that my first car, but it was the venue of you know my life's most formative years. So I, I could still smell the uh, the pipe tobacco smoke in the headliner and <laughs> uh, uh, all the all the little quirks that kind of went with a pickup that was kind of high in mileage at the time too. But just like with any other person's first vehicle, like you will never forget any tactile de- vehicle uh, uh, detail about that car or truck yeah, yeah 
I remember the way it drove. The downfall of that vehicle was the the, the brakes, which I just let go on them and uh, did not. I, I was a young kid. I didn't know how to maintain a vehicle. But, uh, you know, when we let that car go, I knew that I just wouldn't ever, ever, ever forget it. But, yeah, just with most people, it's it's usually that first car yeah. that sticks with well, you. Well, the tie with your grandfather, too, that makes it super special. I'm going to crawl on your head a little bit here. Into an artist's head can be an interesting place. Uh, if you are manifest, no. <laughs> if you are manifest as a vehicle, this isn't what you want to be. This is your personality wrapped into a vehicle. Uh, what would you be and why, Stephen? Yeah, so um, looking at me objectively, I am stubbornly independent and yet fairly uncomplicated. I know I'm an, an artist with, you know, big feelings, but, mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I feel like uh, relatively speaking, I'm, I'm fairly uncomplicated, but I'm, I'm pretty ambitious with what I want to achieve. I'm rarely extroverted or flamboyant. I, I, that's pretty common with artist types to be introverted, but there's a nimbleness about uh, how we go about life. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of all those little details. And that reminds me of another truck I had growing up. It was a 2000 Ford Ranger. Uh, it was metallic red over tan. It was a four by two, but slightly lifted. So it kind of looked like a four by four. It, it wasn't a bro dozer or anything like that, but that's, that's a truck that's not for everyone, but it's a fan favorite, maybe in the circles that matter most. And, that, that's a pretty good descriptor of me. I, I'm not for everyone. I, I don't pretend that my work is for everyone either, but um, for the people who you know appreciate it, I mean, those are people that I would consider within you know my inner circle or at least as a possibility for them. So you know to the people that you know matter most to me and I matter most to them, think of that Ford Ranger and how loved it is at least with that generation of uh, overlanding and uh, you know pickup enthusiast i mean it's a favorite well let's talk about a book uh, is there a book that you've read you'd like to share with the listeners that you found real valuable real fun perhaps yeah i uh so this will also back up to my uh days within advertising uh there, there's a gentleman by the name of uh stan richards of uh of the richards group in dallas he had uh left the company uh, about a year or so back he is in his golden years i think he's within his 80s by now but he is a man who had just loved advertising. He had loved uh, the craft, and he comes from a fine art background as well. He's uh, he's uh, an excellent uh, drafts person and just creative type. But back in the '90s, he had written a book named "The Peaceable Kingdom," and uh, I, I am not a big book reader. I I, I just draw all day, man. <laughs> but this is a book that I. I couldn't put down because not only did I gel with his story and I, I, I kind of connected with him on a, a bunch of his upbringing as well, but he, he had a, a particularly interesting way of developing corporate culture. Uh, within the 90s, he, he was one of those guys who said, OK, no one has a desk with their name on it or official titles. Get everyone out of their, you know, their offices and stuff and just let it be open seating in a first come, first serve big cafeteria type looking room. And that is not only the boardroom, but that is the, the entire production facility of 
of uh, everyone who worked at the Richard into uh, getting people to sit on those uh, rubber balls instead of chairs. <laughs> like it, it just seemed very new agey at the time within corporate culture. But he did that specifically so that people would would mingle and uh, run into each other rather than kind of build their own cliques mm-hmm. uh, within their wing of the company. So that that's a book that sticks in my mind for building a creative and creativity minded company and you know creativity begets temperamentalism you've got a bunch of right-brained artistic egomaniacs working and living and playing together in the same space and instead of allowing that to build fiefdoms by uh by getting people to say, focus on all the wrong stuff, focus on more of the right stuff instead, which is all relationship driven. It's all, uh, you know, getting people on, on, on the same level so that, uh, you know, you empower everyone within that company structure. And that was pretty remarkable at the time. And they grew like a weed. Uh, But in his book, he, he talks about how um, say other larger companies, even fortune one hundreds had found that brought him in as a consultant to uh, figure out how they could do their own version of that. Mm, And uh, I'd say, yeah, I'd say even as an artist myself who works by himself, I still, you know, interface with a, a ton of other people within larger groups from, you know, the automotive advertising side and uh, being able to figure out, okay, how do I take Stan's uh, teachings here or his life experience here and apply it to, you know, how I uh, develop a relationship from a, uh, from a contractor role or as a project partner role to, People who have, uh, you know, a, a lot more clout within the project. Uh, it, it's all about, you know, figuring out how to play well together instead of kind of uh, uh, developing fiefdoms and trying to one up each other. I, that that doesn't do creativity any good. The Peaceable Kingdom by Stan Richards. I'll put that book on a Stephen's show notes page. Never been recommended here. So a new book, which is pretty cool. Uh, you guests or you listeners will remember there's a place on the website called Guest Recommended Books where there's over 2,000 books listed by my inspiring automotive enthusiasts. So check them out. We'll be right back. One more short break. And we're coming back to the ultimate drive. So keep that thought in mind. We'll be right back. Did you know that Cars Yeah! is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership According to Libsyn, the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States. That's right. And Cars Yeah! is the only five-day-a-week automotive-focused podcast for you to get your message into the ears of thousands of listeners daily from all over the world. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars Yeah! is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars Yeah! has experienced tremendous growth, plus your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars Yeah! every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique and very personal way? Well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at or through the website at carsyeah.com today to learn more. So, Stephen, I have the ability to allow you to go on the ultimate drive, meaning you get to pick any vehicle, 
any passenger or passengers to go with. These could be living or deceased. Uh, What would that special drive, the ultimate drive, look like for you? What kind of car? Let's start with that. Yeah, so uh, anything drive-related. I I know a lot of my work features, you know, European sports cars and Grand Tours like Porsches and whatnot. But any long adventure any kind of drive of consequence it's got to be either a, a land rover discovery like or, or a, a defender like an old one or something to you know create adventure right um so yeah that that's uh, how about you wave your magic wand and uh, yeah we could we could do that one <laughs> okay and who would you be with likely i would ask uh respectfully to just let me be alone okay. <laughs> in the car and maybe with my dog i have a chocolate lab who uh, uh his name is hershey he's 12 years old he is just a sweetheart and uh, he is one of the best uh road trip companions anyone could ask for he is not angsty he is not wanting to get out of the car every 12 minutes to go take a restroom <laughs> break I, uh, yeah, I, I, I want to be with my dog and then I could <laughs> think about how to solve the world's problems just by my lonesome. There you go. I, that sounds like a pretty nice trip to me. You know, sometimes, uh, being by yourself, being introspective, interreflective is a good thing for all of us. Uh, something and getting out into nature too. You can do that in a Land Rover, a Defender, which would be pretty darn cool. You've taken us on a pretty nice ride today and I've, I've really enjoyed getting to know you better after watching you and your artwork before i let you go could you share maybe a success quote a parting piece of wisdom some words to help us move along through life Mm. one of the quotes i've really attached myself to maybe over the last few years there's a there's a gentleman staff sergeant randolph elder actually attempt to scribble it indescriptly into nearly every piece that I do. So when, when you look into uh, a, a print or a uh, an original work of mine, you will, you will find it if you look closely, but it reads, hard work wins. You get out of life what you put into it. <laughs> pretty simple, pretty basic, pretty cool. And I like the fact that you tie it into some artwork, uh, kind of a secret message, which is really great. How can people learn more about you and, and see what you're doing? Yeah, so uh, I would encourage uh, listeners to go into my Instagram profile. It's at Steven Sousler. Uh, that's where I'm building my primary audience. Uh, and uh, don't forget to bookmark and visit my site, stephensousler.com. I have new prints going up there every month, including this month I'm releasing uh, what the cool kids nowadays call a drop. I, uh, I'm dropping a, uh, a collection of uh, prints featuring American uh, racing automobiles so that cool. that uh, I, I, I'm taking a, a, a sojourn away from uh, usually uh, some of the other European cars that I just love documenting and uh, uh, getting a little more close to home cool. and I think July is a, a, a good month for that I think so I think so I'll make sure I put a link to these on Stephen's show notes page pretty easy to find although his last name can be a bit of a tongue twister it's S-E-L-Z L-E-R, Selzler. Uh, try to say that 10 times fast. Mm-hmm. Steven Selzler is ev- easy to find on all these sources. I think as a car enthusiast, you listeners are going to love the artwork that Steven produces. So go check him out. It'll make you smile just like it did for me. Steven, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and, and sharing your uh, creative life with us. Keep doing what you're doing, man. It's really cool. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road.
Yeah, Mark, thanks for your time. I uh, This was a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. The pleasure was all mine. Check out Stephen Selzler art. You're going to love it. I'm honored to say that my charity of choice here at Cars yeah is Tech Force Foundation. They help young people find an education and career that aligns with their passions. For those who love cars, problem solving, and working with their hands, a career as a professional automotive technician is the perfect fit for a fulfilling life. We're all wired differently, and not every successful career demands a four-year university. Technical education and the skilled trades matter, and we need qualified skilled technicians to keep our vehicles rolling. Learn more about how you can support tomorrow's driving force and workforce of technicians at techforce.org, like I do here at Cars Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah. Yeah.